Ding Talk presents our first guest. It's Paul Matisse. We're going to talk about the Bob Baffert positive at the Kentucky Derby with Medina Spirit. Um, and I can't think of anybody more qualified than Paul. So let's just get started. Most of you know that Paul's a great handicapper, a horse owner, um, winner of the NHC a couple of years back. I'm pretty famous for doing a lot of stuff on podcasts, so I'm glad he's my first guest. He's a really good friend, and Paul, are you ready to go? Good to be here, Dink. How's Thank everything? You. Good to have you. Um, okay, so I always ask Paul this first question because nobody else does, so that makes this podcast a little different than everybody else's. How many cats do you have in your house right now? <laughs> The real hard-hitting questions you ask. Yeah, right to the right to the crux of the matter. I think the last count was twenty-four. Okay, how many are from Kentucky? Uh, right now, we're not really actively bringing any uh, any more cats in to be adopted or foster any cats right now. Pretty much since all the pandemic stuff, we haven't done anything and. I think my wife's been, it's a little easier on her. So, so she's happy with the number she's got and she's not really going to get rid of any of them. But I think it's 24 to stay. So every once in a while, we get one dropped off at the house. Mm -hmm. And the, the thing that happened since the last time we spoke, we had a cat get dropped off that turned out to be pregnant. So we had a we had a baby born here in a litter of one, which was very unusual, but he is the prince of the house now. The one that was. <laughs> okay. All right. Now let's get on to the main topic that we're going to discuss, which That's is the, the Baffert positive for Medina spirit. How did you find out about it? Actually, you know, it, it really surprised me. I, you know, just like everybody else on Sunday morning, I think I saw it on Twitter. I got a couple text messages and that that warned me that it was coming. But I, but even when it even when it it was definitely a surprise to me. I I, I didn't I didn't see it coming. That's for sure. But probably like there are a lot of other people. Though I guess you could have predicted it if you were if you if you went there. I'm surprised it came out so quickly. Can you tell us how it came out? Why did Baffert bring it to the forefront? Well, that's the, you know, that's one of the things that did happen is that, you know, if this had been a regular race on a Friday afternoon, you know, let's say at uh, Finger Lakes, you know, it wouldn't be a public thing. It, the trainer would know, but the track wouldn't, wouldn't act on it and they wouldn't make it public until the split sample came back. So it would definitely take at least another week. And usually it takes even longer than that. So the fact that it became public was really the doing of, you know, Baffert and his people. They wanted to get out in front of, out in front of it and try to get on TV and, and pretty much do, do what they've done for the last two days. So that's been his choice. So that, to me, that's what it says something, you know, his actions and the way he's handled it. You know, I'm not going to tell anybody how to react to it, but I would say that most people in racing that know you know, know, know this and know the medications, you know, they, they interpret it probably 
you know, skeptical and, and rightfully so. Now, we want to make clear that this is a legal medication, but the time of the, of the injections and the time of the race have to be appropriate. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, and that's it gets really, it gets really complicated because, you know, in, injecting joints with stuff like this medication is, is fairly common. Almost any trainer's ever done it. And for years and years, it was, it really wasn't a watched, uh, a watched uh, practice. They, uh, you know, you didn't have to keep it within withdrawal times. And certainly not to the extent that you do now, but in order to clean up racing, to order to help the image of racing, you know, thoroughbred racing has gone so that you cannot do any, I, I, I intro, whatever they call it, <laughs> injections of the basically joint injections until 14 days out of, of a race day. And, you know, and, and in comparison, in standard bread racing, they still go seven days, six to six or seven days. So this is, this is an action that the thoroughbred racing compact and all the, the people that are trying to, uh, you know, to try to promote the, the health of the thoroughbred industry have decided to do to go to 14 days on, on injections like this. So do you think this is a misdemeanor or a felony? Well, you know, you can look at it. I look at it two ways. I don't think what he was trying to accomplish, or let's say the, 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 the medication and the procedure of using the medication is not, is not a dastardly act or it's not a, a, a malicious act. And it would help the horse in, in, in most regards. But the thing that's telling is that he didn't follow the rules that were set to help racing. And this is a guy who has said publicly, he's gonna try to promote racing and he's gonna do his part. And yet it is clear to me that he did the injections closer to 14 days, you know? So he intentionally broke the rules to gain an edge that nobody else was going to do. So you can look at it in a way, well, it's not that bad. It's not that bad for the horse. Everybody has injected you know, uh, joints of a horse and used this type of thing before. However, it was against the rules and he knows it's against the rules and he went and, he went and did it anyway. And he tried to get away to get around it. And that's the culture of, well, you could say it's a culture society nowadays, but it's certainly the culture of racing. And the excuse always is it's no big deal, you know? And that's why I tweeted what I tweeted yesterday, because at some point it is a big deal. If somebody, if somebody's going to break the rules, some it has to be called out upon. And, it, and, and my feeling is I'm not sure that the rule is a good rule. You know, I, I, it leads to stuff like this and, and I'm not sure we're protecting anything by doing it. I, I think what they, they think is that the horse maybe have a slightly better chance of breaking down by, by, by doing these procedures closer to the races, which is arguably true, but performance wise, you know, it, it's not something that's really gonna alter the performances to, to some degree. But to me, it's telling of what the person did, that he didn't 
follow the rules, especially somebody who has had these issues in the past and has promised not to do things like this. You know, I mean, I'm going to give you an example. If he did follow the rules, he'd have a vet bill. He'd have a vet record that could say, I injected this horse 15 days ago and it would vindicate him. You know, and that that could be his excuse. That would be his defense. But they're not going that route. They're going the route that is we didn't do it. My, you know, the dog ate my homework route. You know, that's the that's the that's the decision they've gone with. To me, that says something, you know, and that's what to me, that's the whole issue. It's not unfortunately when you have positives like this and you have in, in sports and, and everything, you know, they want it, to it goes to the worst. It goes to the worst places. You know that it, that it's got to be something that uh, you know is is more sinister and um, you know a humongous edge or something like that. You know some secret drug that he was using, but I don't think that's the, what the case is. You got to stick to what the facts of the case are, and that and and that's the facts of this case. So by not recording that the, there was an injection, he's forced to deny it and use that parlay of. The groom peed in the stall, the right. horse ate the pee, and yeah. the groom was also using cough medicine at the time, and that's how the horse tested positive. Yeah, he's got to go down a ridiculous route and hope that something falls apart in the case somewhere down the line. And, you know, and somehow he gets lucky and gets out of it or just fights it to the, to the point where, you know, I'm not, I don't think it's going to work in the Kentucky Derby. That I don't know how it's going to play out. Baffert has beaten a lot of these with that same kind of strategy in other cases. Maybe some of them were true. I don't know. But um, I highly doubt it's going to work in this, this time. So what happens, for, what happens in the Preakness? Will the horse get entered? Well, from what I've read, you probably know as much as, as I do. I've read that they got an injunction so that they can enter. It's really going to be on Stronic. You know, this is this is part of the criticism of the leadership in racing that they have to they have to make stands. And it goes back to it goes back to what I was saying earlier, where it's always it's not a big deal. And then we and then we let the we let it go on. And then the people who push the rules continue to succeed. You know, that's the and then you get into a culture where it just keeps being pushed that trainers don't even know what's legal, what's wrong, what's right, you know? And, 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 and to some extent I feel for trainers because you know, everybody else is pushing it. It's like, it's like that wink, wink. It, it's, it's the rules, but it isn't the rules, you know, type of thing. And that's the culture that racing has. And to me, it has to be stopped from the top down at, at these higher levels. And we couldn't get any higher than the Kentucky Derby. So it's a good test to see that if we're really serious, are, are we going to are we going to start enforcing the rules? So now, if this horse runs Saturday, like Arrogate did at Del Mar, with a lackluster performance, it's going to look really bad for him. Yeah, it, unfortunately, that's the perception of all things, you know, uh, especially in sports. You know, if it, uh, I don't think that means as much, you know, like. Performances of medications are a tough thing to analyze. They're not as black and white 
as what handicappers want to make it, you know, cynics want to make it. It's that's when it gets complicated. I mean, you know, last uh, weekend, two Jason service trained horses ran one, two in a graded stake race at Belmont, you know? So the idea that, you know, they're former runners and now they're, they're, they're running and now they've continued on and they're a year later and they're, and they're, and they're uh, flourishing those two. Now there's been a lot that haven't, and there's a lot of data out there that would say whatever he was using or whatever they were doing gave them an advantage. However, it's not that black and white. Horses are different, performances are different. So to measure one race in a, you know, especially versus a race that seemingly went his way in the Derby, you know, that wouldn't necessarily be fair either. And also, I would say the other way is if Medina Spirit won, it doesn't prove anything either. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, well, it's going to be perceived one way or another, whether it, it, it really proves it or not. It will be. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's one of the, the problems of all this, that it will be. It, it'll be all laid on the. And to some extent, that'll probably help the ratings because people like. Like stuff like that, and people will watch to see how it, you know, to see how it plays out and it's in it and it, how it alters their opinion of the whole matter. You know, it'll justify their opinion. But, you know. I don't think that's a, a, a real true indication, but you know, you can't stop what people think. Okay, now for betting wise, how would you deal with Medina Spirit on Saturday? Well, you know, a, a procedure like this will not wear off, you know, a, you know, a joint, something like this. And this is why I think that, that Baffert probably in the, in the past had success doing this injecting a lot of joints before the derby as close as he could and not, and the plan on not necessarily doing it for the rest of the triple crown, because it, it's a therapeutic procedure that will, won't, won't wear off in, <laughs> in three days. It's not, it's not what, what people think like in the history of like doping, you know, it's not something that, that they're going to give 24 hours beforehand. And, um, it's going to wear off in, in a day and that, and you know, and then the horse will never be the same. The horse is going to benefit from, from the procedure and it obviously did already. So I wouldn't expect it to run a, a lot worse. And the horse will test negative because by now the trace elements wouldn't show up. Right. In the test. Now it's the right time frame. <laughs> now, funny. and the thing would be playing by the rules, you know? Okay. Last question. I'm going to let you go because I know, I called you with, gave you like 20 minutes notice and I don't want to keep you. Well, I wish um, you luck on this podcast. I didn't know that you were doing this. It's, uh, yeah, I just started. You're my first guest. It's very so cool to have you. It will be exciting. It'll be different. Yeah, because I'm going to try to ask different questions and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, some will, some will be funny and some will bomb like crazy. So we'll see. What happens if the split sample comes back positive? Beth should have been your first guest. Yep. Are you talking? Are you in speaking terms with her? With who? Beth. Oh yeah, sure. She. <laughs> I know that she. No. Yeah, for now. Yeah. <laughs> she should have been your first guest. I don't know. Beth sometimes doesn't really like to do these things. So. <laughs> um. What was the question again? I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. It's okay. That was funny. Um. Yeah. The split sample comes back positive. What will the ramifications be? 
Well, the, well, then we'll just be in limbo. You know, we kind of seen some of that stuff by the, with the other disqualification. We'll try to fight it forever. You know, the, the unfortunate part for anybody who, uh, you know, bet the other horses, you know, the, the precedent's pretty much set that you, that the betting is official. You know, when, when the official sign comes up, the betting is over and you, you don't have much ramification. There was one successful better at Yonkers uh, a few years ago, got a settlement. And that's the first time in the history of paramutual racing that I know of that anybody got anything on something like that. But it really wasn't a precedent because it was a settlement. And there's no way Churchill, well, I shouldn't say no way, but I find it highly unlikely that Churchill's gonna settle for all the people who, who bet uh, Mandaloon and with all the gimmicks and everything, it just, it's one of these unfortunate things. I guess it's the right way, you know? I mean, I know I could see arguments both ways. It's just, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. That, but that'll be a big topic. And especially since it's a derby and most people only bet one race a year and this is the one they bet. And it'll work negative against racing because, you know, that'll be their excuse why they lost. And, uh, and, and it might be a rightful excuse, but it's just, it's kind of the way it is. Now you bet Mandaloon, do you feel cheated or do you feel this is just now par for the course? Maybe I'm jaded because I never, that was not where I went when, uh, when I heard the news and it, and it cost me a lot of money. I, I mean, a lot of money. I was alive in almost every, every possible gimmick and I bet Mandaloon. So, um, but you know, I kind of know the rules, so maybe I just didn't go there. I do feel, I don't know. I, I really haven't gone there yet. You know, I'm sure I'm a, a, a little upset when it's all said and done. However, again, it's tough to, it's tough to measure performance of, especially one single performance of, of a, uh, of something like this. And again, that's what makes you know, the whole process of, you know, policing all this very hard. And that's why when this new federal committee that, that is being, the whole federal body, I should say, that's being formed in the, in this, in the next six months to try to counter all this stuff, I think, you know, they have an important job ahead of them, but they should think outside the box because the rules that we're using are, Hundred years in the in the making, they're not really effective. It's complicated, like I said. You have to start using some different methods of 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 policing, you know, uh, stopping people from doing it, you know, and the and the way the way you go about uh, catching things. As we know, the samples after a test are it's, it's very misleading. The ones they catch usually aren't really performance enhancing. It's a, it's an outdated system. And hopefully this new group, though I haven't heard anything new and exciting, I hope that maybe this may be the stimulus that creates something that's new and different. Okay, that leads to the last, really last question. Um, did, the did the non disqualification of the horse in the race for the, okay, let me rephrase that question. Did the fact that Mandaloon had this treatment cost you six figures? 
I'm sorry, yeah. did the fact that Medina <laughs> yeah, Spirit had this treatment cost you six figures? Yeah, it was a, it would it would have been a good one for me. Yeah, I mean, he was 21, and you know, I, I was I bet, alive. I met him too, and I would have had to try. So, you know, yeah, kind of, but then who knows? Who knows what other trainers were doing? How many other horses got tested from this race? Well, you know, they they took probably the the first three, maybe the, maybe the first four in the in the Derby, um, and they might have they might have special. They probably did. They probably specialed one other one. That they randomly, picked. just a random, yeah, randomly. Um, you know, even that to me is a little outdated. You know, I, I would, I like a system where you almost like take the samples of every horse that runs, but you don't test them all. You like, you know, because it's very expensive, and that's one of the excuses you can't test them all. Well, act like you're going to take them all. Don't tell anybody which ones you're going to test, but based on the performances of the day. You know, there's enough handicappers, there's enough people out there that, that could do that um, if, if the stewards couldn't do it themselves, where you're, you're targeting the performances that, that, uh, that looked out of the ordinary. Now, of course, in this, on the Derby day, that wouldn't have changed. The Dina Spirit would have been one that you would have done regardless because, you know, it was a 13 to one shot winner that ran the best race of his life after you know, he, he would have been a candidate anyway, but, you know, to me, there's just a lot of money wasted on horses where, you know, it's not a, you ain't going to find anything anyway. So why bother? Why waste all the money? And it's not going to do you any good. Even if you did, you know, it's an accident if, if, if something happens. So you're, you're wasting time and money where you should be zeroed in on the performances or, or the things that, that stand out. And to me, that's a simple solution. It would save money and it would be more effective. And there's probably even a better way than I'm suggesting. But, but the way I'm suggesting is better than what he's done now. You agree? Yeah, I do. Um, I always agree with you because I know your opinion is better than mine. So no, that's not true. That's not true. Well, about matters like this. I mean, you're a horseman too. You're a horse owner. You, you know, your brother's a trainer. Your other brother is also a very qualified handicapper we all know there's a little too much super trainer stuff going on and that hurts the perception of the game it probably also hurts the horses in the long run or some people go over the line where they are hurting the horses to get better results and i, I worry about that and so do you i'm gonna yes, let you go because this podcast ran about five times the amount they thought it was gonna run so I want, well, to get it, I want to get it up and I want you to uh, go back to your work. I know you have a very busy guy. With, All right. Um, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate you very much and I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Paul. Yep.